Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Barbershop Talk Tuesdays here on the Dayton Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Dayton Tolbert. Uh, we're back live tonight, obviously, and uh, coming off the heels of a very, very, very good show. All right. Yesterday we talked about an issue that many women really seem to be feeling, really seem to uh, be able to relate to it and benefit from, which was really how to, you know, live life in a in a positive way, in a spiritual way, uh, in in a, just a, a way that will lead to you being found by your king. What to do? In the meantime, while you are waiting on the Lord, and um, a lot, a lot, I got a lot of good feedback on that show yesterday. So obviously, with it being Advice Mondays, we talked about some other issues uh, that were also beneficial. Also, so anyone who uh, may have missed that show, make sure you check out the archives at DaytonTolbertShow.com. Uh, this evening, we're going to switch it up a little bit. You know, we got the fellas here this evening, and we're going to be talking about something that just about all men can relate to. Um, through dating and, and, and relationships, which is high-maintenance women, okay? And what we want to do tonight is we want to define that, that term. You know, we've, we all, we've all heard it, you know, different people say, oh, she's high-maintenance or she's, you know, stuck up, whatever you want to call it. But we want to define it from a male perspective. Um, I'm sure all the men are going to have their own personal uh, experiences and stories that they can share. Um, so we want to do that. I got my man Lewis, Marv, James, you know, the crew's all here tonight. So we're going to talk about um, some, some personal experiences throughout uh, high school, college, after college, you know what I mean, and even um, in our 30s. So definitely going to be a very entertaining show, to say the least. I uh, want to, again, thank everyone for uh, who, who showed love and, and supported the new T-shirt line. Uh, the uh, Don't Be a Psycho tank tops are now available. A lot of people have been buying them. People have been expressing, like, wow, thank you for, you know, making something fun and, you know, and just uh, something they can express themselves with. So uh, they're on sale right now for nineteen ninety nine, free shipping worldwide. Get yours at trctoday.com. I'm going to go ahead and say what's up to the fellas. I see my man Lewis is here. Lewis, man, how you doing tonight? Hey, Daydon. It's good to be back with the fellas. Uh, thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for sending me to another Tuesday. I look forward to getting into this tonight, um, especially off the heels of that great show uh, last night. Um, what ladies need to understand is that, you know, men looking for wives, we're looking for that woman where we can see Christ in. We can, we can see Christ in her, not that... Not that pretty girl rock stuff. So hopefully um, we can show uh, share some things with the women um, to help them to take a step closer. Absolutely, man. Like Lewis said, just a just a, a really good show last night. Uh, again, also Lewis, man, thank you for posting some of those links. And um, you know, as I mentioned yesterday, there's always going to be some really good. Um, uh, you know, archive shows. I mean, this is you guys may be new. Some of you might be newer listeners, but understand this is our sixth year, and you know we've been through many different hosts, many different formats, and but I mean, just about every topic you can think of. So sometimes I'll just be talking and throw out a you know something will come to mind like wow we did a classic show on that. So when I when I throw it out there, make sure you guys take advantage and, and listen. And, you know, take some time and click on the link and listen in because yes, these are good shows that you guys are experiencing now, but. You know, also some really good shows from three years ago, two years ago, one year ago, five you know, five years ago. So definitely got some catching up to do if you're a newer listener. Um, before we jump into it this evening, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about, I, I saw a, a link 
uh, on YouTube, and um, it was very disturbing, very, very disturbing. And, you know, it was with uh, on the Oprah Winfrey show, and, um, you know, I just want to – I posted the link earlier, and I, I, you know, posted a scripture with it, and I just wanted to encourage everybody to be very aware of of false prophets, you know what I'm saying, because – there's a lot of false teachers out there. There are a lot of people who are, as the as the Bible refers to them, loved by the world. You know what I mean? Like last last what last Tuesday actually we did a barbershop talk Tuesdays on, you know what do you stand for? Who do you stand for? What are you rooted in? The word or the world? And that was probably one of the best shows ever, if not the best show ever. And um, this is a great example of that because there are a lot of people who are loved by the world, adored by the world, living for the world, uh, but and they are not rooted in Christ. And you guys be very clear. I just want to make this very perfectly clear. If you're not living for Christ, you're living for Satan. There is no in between there. There is no limbo. There's heaven and there's hell. There's God and there's the devil. So if you see these people who are loved by the world, like Oprah, like Barack Obama, who claim to be, you know, these these you know great these great beings, these great teachers and helpers and you know whatever you want to call them. This is what the Bible says about them. It says to beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You guys all know what wolves do. You know what I'm saying? They come to you in sheep's clothing, meaning they look like they're saying the right things. They sound like they're saying the right things. They appear to be harmless, maybe even appear to be benefiting the world or benefiting the community. But this is what the, the Bible says, that when you are not rooted in Christ, you understand? You're, you're often inwardly ravening wolves. Lewis, man, that's a deep scripture right there, man. What, what Any thoughts on that? That's why they call it wolf and sheep's clothing. You know, on the surface, they look like, you know, they're for us. They look like, you know, they look innocent, but really they have another agenda. Um, and I think you've been really bringing a whole lot of things to light uh, about these false prophets out here. So we really, that's why it's very important to just to stay in the word and um, just, just you know, just pray and stay lined up with Christ. Because otherwise, you, you, you before you know it, you'll be, Having the same ideology and philosophies as, as, as all these prominent people, and, and getting caught up in that, and getting further from uh, the way Christ wants us to be thinking. Yeah, and, and that's really what it is. And so I don't want to, you know, I want to take too much time and, and talk about it. But this is this is important stuff right here. You know, this is. I mean, these people out here advocating. I mean, it was weird. If you watch the video, they had like when a guy was like a minister had like a priest outfit on, you had Oprah, you had like some other guys, and they were all talking about the spirits and, you know, the a higher power and spirituality. I mean, I don't think these people said Jesus Christ not one time. I mean, they're talking about, the guy, a gay guy calls in to the show, and, and the, the guy in the priest outfit was like, oh, yeah, it's, I mean, first of all, it's a blessing from God to be gay. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what are you talking about? How is that? I mean, this is like, that's like blasphemy right there. You know, and Oprah is like, oh, 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 yeah, I don't, I think that's the first time I've ever heard, you know, a, a minister uh, say being gay was a blessing. And they all had a nice little laugh about it like it's some big joke. 
And it's not a joke. How is making a mockery of Christianity a joke? This is Oprah Winfrey right there, and this making a mockery of Christianity, making a mockery of Jesus Christ and the Bible. The Barack Obama did the same exact thing. And just Google Barack Obama making a mockery of Christianity, making jokes about what the Bible says and what Christianity says. And if that doesn't make you mad as a Christian, then I seriously question your Christianity. And I'm just being real about it. Lewis, any thoughts on that before we keep it moving? Absolutely, Dayton. You know, it's, it, well, every time I think about the fact that, you know, you can't even say Jesus Christ. You know, they're trying to take him out of everything, trying to take him out of schools, trying to take him out of uh, Christmas, trying to take him out of everything. It's offensive to say Jesus, but it's not offensive. But it's it's okay to embrace homosexuality um, and, and, you know, want to tie that in somehow into Christianity. But we, as long as we kind of push Christ to the back, like you said, you know, they can't say the word Christ because that's not the, the, the God they serve. We know the God that they serve. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous out here. So James is here with me as well. James, man, we're just talking about these uh, this this recent video, or not even recent, but I just posted it today. But I believe it's been around for some some time now uh, about Oprah Winfrey and you know them talking about how being gay is a is a blessing from God and just. You know, she's expressing her views about how she's not religious, she's spiritual and, and believes. She even said, she even went as far as to say, this is Oprah Winfrey, went in, going as far as to say that there is, um, it doesn't matter what you call God. She said, that's, she said, God doesn't care what you call him. She said, that's more people. That She said, people care more than God cares about what he's called. Now, that anyone who knows the word knows that is a direct, I mean, it couldn't be more of a direct contradiction to what God says. I mean, I mean, I, don't let me pull out the scriptures. I mean, there's tons of scriptures that speak specifically about how there is only one God and one name for God and one way to heaven, you know, and how God is a jealous God. And, you know, it's, I mean, there's tons of scriptures. James, any thoughts on that whole situation? Hey, Don, man. Pleasure to be here tonight. Man, Oprah, I've, I've been watching Oprah Paul for the last maybe five years, and it seems like as the years go on, man, she gets worse and worse. And um, I think the Bible references something called um, itching ears. And it sounds to me like um, Oprah's, you know, she's the type of person that she's just giving information. Now she's she's saying whatever she can say to make people feel comfortable with doing their own thing. And the reality is you and I know that, you know, that Jesus Christ is the only way. And it seems like she's doing everything that she can to get people to um, to see her views and to, and to feel as if you know that they can they can approach God any way that they want in any manner that they want and it, and you got to really be careful about you know who you listen to man because there's a lot of people out here like Oprah that are leading others astray. Right, right, and that's I mean that's specifically why the Bible says to beware of false prophets because there will come a time. Where there is an abundance of them In fact, like you said, they're, they're, they're popping up In fact, it says right here For a time is coming When people will no longer listen To sound and wholesome teaching But they will follow their own desires And will look for teachers Who will tell them Whatever their itching ears Want to hear I mean, that's James That's the scripture you were referring to, isn't it? That's the exact scripture, man, and you, and you just described that scripture. Just described exactly what's going on out here, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of false 
teachers out here and a lot of deception, man, and people really need to wake up and be careful with who they look up to and who they take their advice from because there's a lot of people that are being led astray right now. <laughs> you got your Steve Harveys, your Obamas, your Oprah Winfrey's, your Jay-Z's, your Beyonce's, and these are all Wendy Williams. I mean, you know, the list goes on and on, guys. The people who are claiming to be teachers and who people who who are uh, who people are following. So, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of enlighten you guys on that in case you were unfamiliar with it. Just under, but seriously, I'm about to post that scripture online because the, the Bible is playing out. It says a time is coming where people won't want to listen to the data on Tolbert, the actual people out there who are giving advice from a biblical perspective. It says they will want to follow their own desires, right? And they will seek out teachers who tell them whatever they their itching ears want to hear. Man, the Bible is crazy, man. I'm just saying, there's some there's some deep stuff in there, seriously. But let's get into it though. We want to talk tonight about um, uh, gold diggers. I'm sorry, gold diggers. Well, that, that's really high maintenance women, but we're going to talk a little bit also about gold diggers and, and how that that lifestyle plays into uh, being high maintenance. But, uh, you know, I just want to kind of talk to the fellas a little bit. Um, now, James, you actually came up with this topic in the group. You posted a question. Where did, I mean, did that come from someplace? Did you have a recent experience with something? Where, where did that, that whole thread come from? Uh, you know what, man? I, to be honest with you, I was driving in my car on, um, I think it was Sunday or Monday, and I was um, – I was driving past one of the one of the parks, a nice park, you know, we have here in, in North Jersey, and I noticed that 99% of the people, you know, in the park were, you know, they were exercising, there's people wearing, you know, their everyday clothes, people that were, um, you know, just out having a good time with their families, and I just so happened to see um, two or three women cross over into the park, and these women were dressed like they were going to the club. And I mean, they were G, GQ from the head up to the the toes. I mean, and I'm thinking, like, what for what reason are you dressed like that? And people are out here in the park trying to enjoy themselves. You know, why would you why would you dress like that? Why would you want that kind of attention? Why would you, you know, why would you be in that position where you're dressing that way so that you know you can draw attention to yourself? And I kind of immediately thought to myself, you know, what are the you know what are the what are the different things that women do? that cause men to make them think that they're maybe high-maintenance, possibly a gold digger, more importantly, you know, the high-maintenance type. Right. It's it's really unfortunate. Lewis, man, first of all, have you had any experiences with women like that, and where do you think it originates from? Because, you know me, I don't like to just talk about stuff. I like to also talk about the the roots, the origins of of these types of mentalities, this way of life, this, this whole thought process. Um, just high maintenance women, women who feel the need to just go over the top. Well, I've seen it before. You know, I've definitely seen what he's talking about. You know, women that can't be casual. You know, they can't like he was saying. You go to the park. You know, just you can be cute and casual, but you know they got to be all dressed up from head to toe and, and try to get that attention because that's you know one of the symptoms of high maintenance is somebody that always needs attention, but. You know, if I was to 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 just pick a reason, um, one thing I can say is I like to say the media is one is one outlet because you know just growing up I, I could see how you know even shows and music how things have changed. Um, you know, when I was growing up, you know shows like Different World, you know you had you had your Whitleys on there that you know that 
you know, high class and all of that. But even then, her attitude wasn't like we see with these women today. But now, you know, you look on these reality TV shows and you see all this and you see women, you know, they're being conditioned to think that that's the kind of way you have to think, that you have to try to always have the most expensive things. You go out and um, overdraw your, your bank accounts and, and you know, credit cards and all that just to try to put on this facade, you know, always trying to so insecure that you always have to try to get attention from men. And, you know, just one of the things I'd say is definitely the media, and I think that, you know, not to not to sound cliche, but it should never sound cliche uh, when I mention in Jesus Christ. But the further you get from Him, I mean, we live in a society that Christianity is so watered down. Um, people don't really know what it really means to have to be Christ-like, and, and and they just they just get so far away from that that they just let the world just pour all that foolishness into their minds. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate, and I'll tell you guys something. It's, I'm going to tell you a couple of things, several things, but uh, as far as the origin goes, if I could just break it down a little bit. You know, you guys know I'm a relationship counselor. I've been giving advice for close to 10 years now, and I've, I've worked with a lot of women, and one of the things that I'm seeing out here is that most women in today's society have grown up without a father either grown up without a father at all, you know, totally no father in their life, or grown up with a piss-poor example of what a father should be. So in a, in many cases in the black community, what we're seeing is women at 27, 28, 35, you know, they're, they're making up for lost time. And what I mean by that is because they didn't have a father to spoil them, to take them out, like I just, you know, today – I um I, I watch my daughter on Tuesdays uh, and Thursdays and you know half of uh, Wednesdays and you know what I mean just spending that quality time with her now before she goes off to school and you know starts her you know regular routine of you know preschool and, and uh, you know kindergarten and stuff like that I'm trying to spend as much time with her as possible and you know me I, I'm just gonna spoil it that's just what I'm gonna do you know what I mean like that's just what it is and uh, a lot of women like today just for the heck of it we went out to uh, Chuck E Cheese and had some fun. I posted a little picture up there and just just in general I plan on really spoiling her all throughout her life and unfortunately a lot of women as little girls did not have that. And they are they sought that out. They wanted that and they still long for that even as adults. You know, so what happens is because they didn't have the father there, in many cases they have they've developed the mentality of, well, you're going to do for me. I didn't have a father to do for me, so you're going to do for me. You're going to uh, spend money on me. I'm going to make it. If you want this sex, if you want this nice body that I have, well, you're going to work for it. In fact, Tierra Marie even made a song about it. You know, you're going to be my sponsor. Most ridiculous song I've ever heard in my life. You know, if you want this, you've got to work for it. Well, what do you mean? What, want what? Want your sex? Want, you know, your body? You Work for it. What does that mean? You have to spend money on you? So that means you're a whore? I mean, you're a hoe? You're selling yourself? And that's really what's going on out here. These women are prostituting themselves because because the hurt and the loneliness and the what the, the the desire to be spoiled by their father is so great that they're willing to literally prostitute themselves just to get that type of affection and attention, or and specifically monetary attention from these men. And it's 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 ridiculous and it's unfortunate. And it's sad. That, that that these men out here have have put these women, these little girls in this position 
throughout their whole lives, you know, leading up to their, their lives as adults, that they feel as though they have to seek out financial support and financial attention from these men. It's amazing. James, are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing? Hey, Don, I know exactly what you're saying, and I can relate 100%. So many women in today's society have the, that earn me mentality. They have that entitlement mentality where they feel as if, um, you know, a man is going to have to jump through hoops, you know, to, 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 to boost their ego. The man is going to have to jump through hoops to, to, in order to get them, you know, in order to catch them, in order to have a chance to be with them. And what so many women don't realize is that these men out here, all men out here have options. And, you know, a nice body or a cute face, you know, it's, it's, I'm glad that you have that, but you got to realize that, you, you know, that there's other, there's other women out here, many other women out here that have nicer bodies, and there's other women out here that you're competing with. And so you can't have that mentality that every man is going to have to earn you. Every man is going to have to, um, you know, go out of his way to to, um, to to prove himself to you because if you if you end up if you if you stick with that mentality you're going to end up either getting played or you're going to end up being alone. You know, usually women that with that mentality, with that stuck up mentality, end up you know end up being played or end up being alone. Man, I don't know how to, how to say it any other way. You're right, or, or pregnant. You know, I mean, alone or getting played. I mean, those are like that that happens most of the time. But I mean, it, it gets a lot worse. Because I'll tell you all something, man. I mean, this is where it gets real. And I'm not an advocate of this behavior. I'm not, you know, justifying it or rationalizing it. But in a lot of cases, you know, this is how women are getting raped. You know, they're playing these sexual games. One of the next live shows you guys are going to hear us do is games that are being played in and out of the bedroom. And there are a lot of sexual games being played. There are a lot of women out here who are uh, living their lives, going on these dates, leading men on, making them work for it, whatever that means. They're going ahead and doing these things, you know, and these men are chasing them, you know, but they, there's an expectation there. You know, there is the illusion of sex being dangled in front of them. It's like, okay, if you buy me these, these Louboutins or, you, you know, you, you pay this bill, you get these nails done or this hair done, whatever, then, you know, I'm going to let you get this. And so that's being dangled, and a lot of these men are like, okay, it's time to pay up. Now, again, I'm not, like I said, I'm not an advocate of that, but it's real. You know, it's like, you know, should a dog bite a little girl who sticks her hand and is taunting, a, you know, a, a pit bull? No, the pit bull shouldn't do that. But if you, if you, if you taunt a pit bull, if you, you know, tease him, well, what's going to happen? You're going to get your hand bit off. You're going to get your face bit off, regardless who you are or how old you are. And that's not right, but it is what it is. It's real. And that's what's going on out here. It's, 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 I know situations like this. These men are, 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 are dogs. These men are monsters in, a, in many cases. They will rape you. They will kill you. They will smack you up, you know, leave you dead somewhere, tarnish your reputation. I mean, I'm, I've seen it all. So I'm just telling you, ladies, that high-maintenance uh, lifestyle, you know, it, it, you know it caused by the daddy issues, will not get you anywhere. It will not lead to anything, you know, not anything positive. Best case scenario, you'll get a couple dollars in your pocket, and you will get smashed off at some po some point by the men. I can, it's just, it's inevitable, you know. And so, if that's a place you de you definitely don't want to be. Louis, anything to add to that before we move on? 
Oh, no, especially what you said about um, the daddy issues. You know, like with your daughter when you were talking about spoiling her and treating her right, the difference is is your daughter's going to grow up with a, a responsible, godly father to filter. But, you know, that is definitely absent in today's society. And so these women are getting accused from elsewhere. And pretty much, for lack of a better word, they're prostituting themselves. That's exactly what's going on. Right, right, absolutely. And I'll tell you something else, like if I could keep it a little bit more real with you also. See, see, and we, you know, me and Gerald used to speak a lot about this, you know, back in the day. Um, you know, before he was uh, doing his thing with his books. Check him out, man, if you guys get some time. Good, great author. Um, but here's the thing. Now, the average salary for women in today's, really in the African-American, well, put it like this. The average female salary is about 38000 in this country. The average salary for African-American women is about somewhere around thirty four to 35000 Okay, these are like, these are national statistics. You guys can look this stuff. That's about the average. So at least it was a couple of years ago. It may have gone up a little bit. It may have gone down. But that's around where it's at. And so, you know, <laughs> you're seeing these women out here. With this, with these high maintenance, these lavish lifestyles, they're driving the nice cars. They're, you know, getting their these these. You know how weaves are. You know, five hundred dollars every two weeks, two hundred dollars. I mean, my wife goes and she doesn't even wear weaves, and she's spending like at least a hundred. I don't know what the heck they do. Uh, you know, a trim, wash, curl, deep connect, whatever stuff they get, man. You know what I mean? But it's about a hundred dollars. I know when I see that money out the bank, I'm like, what the heck did they do? Look nice before you you know what I mean? But that's that's like on the the least you can spend is about a hundred dollars. So you you already know that these crazy weaves and that we see out here, the colors, the all the craziness, we're talking two, three hundred dollars minimum. All right? Now add on top of that, you you know, you got your a lot of times their kids involved. But you already know is money right there. You know there are, um, you know, uh, utilities and mortgage payments and rent. I mean, whatever the situation. And I'm not saying you can't do that, but I'm just saying unless you are, like, I know what these salaries are like. I know how much fifty thousand a year goes. I know how much thirty thousand a year goes. You know what I mean? I know what a hundred thousand a year will get you, and what it won't get you. And most people aren't even making a hundred thousand a year. So what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of supplemental income going on out here. Now, yes, we've seen an increase in things like these, 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 you know, uh, pyramid structure things, five links and Mary Kay and what else they got, all types of crazy, Primerica. You know, yeah, there's some people who are doing well with those things. But let's not, you know, let's, let's, let's not forget some of these other forms of supplemental income. I think you guys know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of strippers, you know, supplementing their income. Uh, okay, I'm just being honest with you. Or I should say people, women supplementing their income through stripping, exotic dancing, pole dancing, twerking, whatever you want to call it. Okay, there has been a significant increase. See, see the black, the black uh, uh, I mean, Dancing, stripping, the stripping industry alone We're not even talking about porn and prostitution and things like that But just stripping alone is a billion dollar industry in the black community You understand that? Just the black community alone You know, these clubs down south, New York, D.C. I mean, you know, the hoods I mean, these these clubs are popping These women are making, you know, 
$2,000 a night, $20 lap dances, $10 lap dances that working all night long until 4 or 5 in the morning, $10 a pop, $20 a pop, that take keeping the tips, keeping the money that they get from on stage. They're paying a, you know, an entry fee or whatever they, you know, $50, $100 interest fee depending on what it whatever it is. You know, check out some of my old shows where we've actually interviewed strippers. Somebody Google strippers on the Data on Tolbert show and, and post it in the group so people can hear what how much the, what these strippers had to say. I've done at least three or four actual stripper shows where we've d- gone behind the scenes of uh, of in the strip clubs. So this is real, and there are a lot of lawyers, people putting themselves through med school. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like all types of stuff. You know, single moms, you know, just supporting their kids through stripping. And I'm not judging. I'm not saying, hey, you, I mean, you do what you do, you know, but I'm just saying it is what it is. Don't act like it's not what it, you know what I mean? Don't act like you don't do it. Don't act like it doesn't go on, you know. And I think that this, if you notice, when you when we have these conversations, when the media has these conversations about why so many single uh, professional women can't find a man or whatever it is, well, the, that's very noticeably absent from the conversation. The women who supplement themselves, their income, by getting their asses smacked, getting dollar bills stuffed inside their vaginas. Nobody talks about that stuff. Nobody talks about the social workers, the, the preschool teachers. I personally have gotten lap, lap dances from women in this strip club who have told me personally that they are elementary school teachers. And, I, and notice I'm speaking in plural. You understand? That is a sin and a disgrace. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being honest. Come on. I mean, let's, we got to be honest tonight. And that mentality, that is a lot of times when you're used to making $2,000 a night and you have a purpose, you have a goal, you're still out here dating. That's when, you, when you're used to getting dollars stuffed up your, your, your butt crack. It's not really a big deal to give it up on the first night. It's not really a big deal to get smashed off in the back seat of a car after some some poor fool takes you out to dinner and spends eighty dollars on you. When you're making that type of money, you want to keep that type of money. So you're very reluctant to spend your money when you're out here dating. But yet you still want the lavish lifestyle. You still are wearing the expensive stuff and you and you want to keep that life. So you know it's like your money's your money and our money's or your money's our money. That's the mentality that they have. Just being out, James. I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Because we got to, we got to, we want to talk about high maintenance. We really got to talk about the root of high maintenance women and the and the reason why they have that mentality and what's really going on out here in today's society. What are your thoughts on it, man? Day down, you're stepping on a lot of toes, man. I, um, you know, I, I taught I taught in the public school system for four or five years, man, and. Um, Everything you're saying is 100% on point. I knew several women that were um, stripping to supplement their income. You know, I knew I had girls that I went to high school with that, you know, they stripped to make it, you know, make those to pay their way through college, man. And and the reality is those same women that are involved in these behaviors um, and in these activities are the same women that are, you know, teaching our children. And they're the same women that are, um, you know, that walk around with that, you know, with that, that earn me attitude, man. These same women that are getting it rained on on the weekend are the same ones that are, you know, playing the sexual games with these men out here. And, and you know, that's not a good look. I mean, on my Facebook page, you know, um, I have, you know, I have friends that I, you know, female friends that I uh, grew up with that 
knew I know they stripped. I knew they stripped back in the day, and now they're married. And some of them are some of them are married. Some of them have children. And you know, I see the nice good girl pictures on the on the Facebook. But every time I look at that face, all I can think about is, you know, think about them swinging on the pole, man. That's it. That's it. Swinging down the pole, doing flips on the pole, tricks on the pole, making it get you know, dudes making it rain on them. I mean, this is not this is not make believe stuff, guys. This isn't Lisa Ray in the Players Club. This is real life. This really goes on. It's not like you know what I mean. Those it's not those women. It's it's a lot of you guys out there, but people just like you, the the teachers, the social workers, you know, the the city workers. You know, I mean, city workers are making like thirty two thousand a year, thirty five thousand a year. I mean, that's not enough to to you know live the type of lifestyles that they're doing. And I'm not knocking. I'm not focusing just. On, I mean, I am. We are talking about women. That's the topic tonight. But uh, same thing. A lot of these dudes out here are hustling. You know, in 2013, stripping, prostitution, and, and hustling are like the main occupations out here. That's what I'm trying. There's so many barbers. A lot of these barbers out here, they're not making any money. You see, when you go into the shop, you take your son in the shop. It's like one customer in there, but they're like a full-time barber. A lot of those barbers are selling drugs straight from the shop. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these, uh, these, um, I mean, it's just a lot of dudes out here hustling. You know what I mean? Like, you go out to these clubs and these dudes wearing Gucci and Louie. I mean, that stuff is not cheap. Either it's fake or it's stolen or they're hustling. That's it. <laughs> because I'll tell you something. When you're when you're a, a working man and you're, uh, you know, making an average salary, $35,000, you're not spending $1,000 on a pair of sneaks. Like, when you know, like, when you have to count, you know, your money and you know, okay, you have to budget, you're not doing that. You're you're at baller status, okay? We did a show a couple of months ago on fake call center players. These fake call center players making $33,000 a year, that's not enough to be rocking them suits, rocking them shoes, rocking them, rocking them belts. Go to the Louis store. Go to the Gucci store. See how much that stuff really costs. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being honest with you. I might splurge on something, you know, every once in a while. I'm no baller. I like nice things, and I'll pay for nice things, but... Like the way these dudes out here be rocking it, Lewis. You know what I'm talking about. You see it how they do it down south. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. But I, I I agree with you on just personally. You know that I couldn't afford to do that. You know you find me if I'm if I'm out and about. You got throwing some jeans and a Alabama State shirt, and I'm straight. But yeah, I see it. I see it all the time. You know when I used to go to the barber, I see it. You know I just. Just everywhere I go, I see it. I see them rocking it, and I know these guys are not don't have master's degrees and PhDs, and they're not you know working forty hours a week. So I can definitely sign off on that. Right, right. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's what that's what a hundred. That's what baller status is like legitimately. Now, I'm not, and again, I'm not saying that you you know some people do real estate, some people do some other things. They've done well for themselves. I'm not talking about them. If you get your money legally, hey, you do what you do. But I'm just saying, let's not turn a blind eye to it. Let's not act like the, there are not people out there who are hustling, who are stripping. You know, and that's a lot of in a lot of cases where that where that uh, mentality comes from. So I just want to, you know, we we want to keep it real here. You know, it's, it's it's rare that you hear people talk about this for whatever reason. You know, like as if it doesn't exist. But uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so so there's that. Let's talk about these expensive tastes. 
Now, now, James, you ever had a woman, a woman that you were interested in, and you know you wanted to take her out, and you know they they order the most expensive thing on the menu. They've suggested the most expensive place in the city, knowing darn well they had no intention of paying, and had you know what I'm saying like what what, what experiences have you had with that? I have, man. I've been on dates with women, and, and I usually. I know that, you know, women like for the man to take the initiative, but sometimes if it's a, you know, if it's been in the past it's been a lady maybe that uh, I wasn't too familiar with the area she lives in, so I don't ask for her suggestion. And I had one particular instance where, um, you know, the female, she was, she, she, you know, she said, hey, let's go to this spot here. I said, okay. Um, got there, and, uh, man, she just, she saw that menu, and she just went crazy with the menu, man. She ordered probably have to order alone. And, I, you know, at the time, I really didn't, you know, I really wasn't checking the prices. You know, I was just there to have a good time. And, uh, man, she ordered so, she ordered, you know, a main meal. She ordered a dessert. She ordered extra stuff on the side, man. I mean, it just seems like she knew exactly what she was going to order before we got in there, man. And she ended up running the bill up to well over. It was, it was close to $100, man. And I was pissed off, man. So, excuse my language, but it ticked me off. Um not only because she did not even offer to, to split the bill, you know, she didn't offer to pay anything, and she acted as if, you know, I was, you know, she was doing me doing me a favor by allowing me to take her out, and she's, you know, running up the bill, you know. And, man, I lost all respect. I lost all respect for her after she did something like that, man, not because I couldn't handle the paycheck. It's not because I couldn't handle the bill. It was the fact that, you know, it seemed as if she was trying to take advantage of you know of, of what I was doing for her. Yeah, and that's that's what it is. I'm gonna tell y'all a story that I've told. <laughs> this is probably my most have my most told story in the history of the show. But I'm gonna tell it again because it's the epitome of of what James just described: high maintenance, running up the bill, taking advantage. And that's, let me just say, because I want to hear Lewis's experience as well. But I just want to uh, say before I go to him. Ladies, y'all have to understand that it's never about the money. It's about the principle. These men are not stupid. They're not, like, new to dating. We as men, we know what's up. First of all, if we even ask you out on a date, we have already thought in our mind about the possibility, like the worst-case scenario, pretty much. Like, we know. Like, if we're going to Fridays, I know the bill is not going to be more than a hundred dollars. That's like, but it, but it could be. You know what I'm saying? Most likely it won't be, but it could be. So I'm prepared to do that. You know, and even more if need be. But that's just, you know, we know that. If we go to McCormick and Schmidt, if we go to Ruth Chris, we're prepared. Worst case, minimum is going to be a hundred. That's just what we know it's going to be. Fridays, minimum, it might be 40. You know what I mean? Ruth, Chris, you're spending minimum 100. That's just what it is. You know, it could be 300. Worst case, we're prepared for that. You understand? So that's not red lobster. We know, like, you know what I'm saying? It's not a big deal. 150, 100, like, somewhere, it's not, you know what I mean? It's not, okay, we're cheapskates. If we were cheap, we would be taking you out for drinks. Or hey, let's go grab some dessert. That was that's my that was my old school trick. I, man, I stopped pay, taking women out to dinner a long time ago. 
I'd be like, well, look, I, I'm coming from my mom's. My mom just cooked. What's up? But you know, did you want to get something, uh, some some drinks? We meet up for some drinks, so we can we feel like going to get some dessert real quick. Go get some water rides. Take a walk in the park. See, because here's the thing: when it can't, when dating, we as men, it's all a, it's all a game. It's all a matter of okay, how can I get some face time with you? And, and, and to be even more real with you, the goal is okay. Depending on what category you're in, either I'm gonna smash. Or your potential wifey. So depending on what category you're in is going to determine what I do with you. If you if I already know I'm trying to smash and you there's no possibility whatsoever of you being my future wife, why the heck am I gonna take you out and spend hundred and fifty dollars on a nice restaurant? That's just stupid. That's just unintelligent for any man to do. That's just that's 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 brainless, that's pointless. So, so ladies, be very careful. The next time you you start to formulate your lips to call him a cheapskate, or he doesn't. No, nah, he, he trust me. Nah, he knows how to treat women. He just doesn't want to treat you that way. There's no point because he's trying to smash. Now, if he views you as his future wife, okay, well then, yeah, he's going to be trying to impress you. He's going to want to do nice things for you, like James said. He's just there. He's not worried about the price. He's there having a good, having a good time to see where this can go. So it, understand everything revolves around how he sees you. But please don't ever think that it's okay to take advantage of the fact that he may see you as potential wifey. Because at that point is when you get taken out of that category and you get put into the jump-off category. Please understand. It's very important. But, Lewis, what what, what experiences have you had with that? Uh, well, to be honest with you, you know, I when I'm – Especially on the first date, they'd be going to Olive Garden, No Charlie's, Applebee's, Red Lobster. So I can't say that I've had an experience quite like quite that bad because, like you said, I kind of know uh, in going to those places kind of what the budget is, and I'm willing to. Like you said, I mean, I, I I'm having no problem spending, but it's just kind of fill them out and, and see where their mind's at. But no, I haven't I haven't had any quite that bad because you know that's the places they they go and if they're not satisfied with that, then. They know where to go. And, and you know what, Lewis, and that's that's great, man. I'm glad that you've had that ex- or haven't had those experiences. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. I know Marv was here a couple, uh, one of our first uh, barbershop talks where we had the the new crew, and we were all telling similar stories, and he was just saying, you know, he took a young woman out, spent like $200 or something like that, and just because he wanted to impress her, and that was like one of the worst experiences. That bill came, it's like, whoa, I got to pay this. And it's it's really unfortunate when women take advantage. I'll tell you all a quick story. Uh, there was this young woman who I, I was actually feeling. I mean, I was, it was interesting. Back then, I wasn't as, it wasn't as black as white, black and white. Like, it was like, uh, I liked her, I was feeling her, but I was not, I wasn't 100% sold if she was going, you know what I mean, what I was going to do with her. And so, what ended up, like, we were just kind of dating. I took her out, we chilled, um, you know, a couple, several times. I think I made it taken out like four or five times, and not once did she pay for anything. And it was like every time, like one time we all went out, like her friends and my friends. I paid for dinner, paid for drinks. A couple of times we met up, at, met up at a club. You know, I paid a couple of dinners. I mean, just different things. May have spent probably close to over three hundred dollars on her over the course of three or four dates. So I was just like, you know, and she never even offered not once. And I was like, it was really no big deal because we had a good time. That's why I kept taking her out. Um, Another situation where 
so on the fifth time, let's say on the here it was on the fifth time, I'm like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's go to the movies. So we decide we're gonna go to the movies, right? Y'all probably heard this story, but for the newer listeners, I'm like, all right. So I'm gonna pick you up. The movie starts at three. Let's say, I said, look, I'm gonna pick you up at three. Or no, I'm sorry, I'm gonna pick you up at two. Get to the movies like two thirty. We'll be chilling. You know what I mean? Go right in. Get settled. You know, I like to see the credits and everything like that. Long story short, uh, she's like, so we get to the movie. She's like, so uh, are you uh, you hungry? I'm like, uh, well, no, nah, not really. And this is when she first got into the car, actually. She's like, you hungry? I'm like, no. She's like, man, I got a taste for some seafood. I said, oh, okay, cool. I, I mean, well, I mean, maybe you, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you, I mean, you're hungry. And she's like, yeah, I didn't eat all day. Like two o'clock, you why didn't you eat all day? She's like, Well, you know, I just I just didn't get a chance to eat, so I figured we'd get something before the movie. I'm like, Well, like I said, it's already like two fifteen and we're gonna get there like two thirty. I mean, if you want, we can grab something from the food court. You know what I mean? Maybe you could eat it real fast so we can, you know, sneak it up in there or something, you know what I mean? Like, is that cool with you? And she's like, Well, man, I mean I kinda wanted to sit down and eat, you know, I just wanted to see food. I'm like, What the heck? I'm like she's like, You sure you're not hungry? I said, Look, I'm I mean, no, nah, I'm not really hungry. Um, but I mean, I said, maybe we can get something afterwards. She's like, okay, yeah, that's probably best. Let's, let's do that. And so, uh, I'm looking, I'm like, yo, what the heck? Um, you know, it, it was obvious that she was just, she was trying to take advantage. You know what I mean? Like she was clearly taking advantage. She was clearly trying to get as much out of me as she could out of that date, out of that situation after the movie. And I, at that, I was just like fed up. After that, I was just like, you know what, I'm done. You know, I made up an excuse that, that I had to help my mom, you know, do something right after the movie, and I was just like, dropped her off. That was that. And, and so I'm just telling you, ladies, don't be like that. You have your whole lives, you know, like my wife, she didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was cool. She Our first date was Fridays. I think our second date, we went to the movies. We snuggled, uh, snuck, uh, smuggled some Wendy's into the, into the food, into the, you know, the theater in her purse. You know, a couple weeks after that, we're eating out the most expensive restaurant in the city. I mean, that's, you know what I mean? Like, that's just what it is. You will, it, good things will come to those who wait. Don't expect to get all that crazy stuff early on before you differentiate yourself. James, any thoughts on that that, that story or similar similar stories? Yeah, man, I can relate 100%, man. I, I had, I can definitely remember one instance where, um, you know, I had um, <clears> a... <throat> I went to a, a jazz, like a little, you know, a nice little jazz spot. I took one of my dates, man. As soon as we walked out, um, you know, she started making hints about, you know, um, wanting to check out different restaurants, man, and, you know, wanting to go to a specific restaurant. And instead of her just being straight up and, you know, just asking, say, hey, I'm hungry, you, you know, you want to grab something to eat, she kept making a little bit, you know, a little bitty hints here and there, man. And like I said, it, it completely threw me off, man. And that was the last, that was, I, I would say that was, you know, it threw me off to the point where, uh, you know, I didn't even want to be around the girl anymore, man. And, uh, you, you know, your story about your wife, and that's classic, man, because every man, you know, dreams of being around, a, being with a woman that's, you know, that that doesn't mind going to the, you know, to the McDonald's or doesn't mind going to, you know, one of the, one of the you know, not so expensive, not so fancy restaurants, man. Every man dreams of being with a woman that, you know, is, is going to be there, you know, when he's making the money, when he's not making the money, when he's got it, when he doesn't have it, you know. And a woman that's flexible, a woman that's got an open mind about things like that, is, is a woman that is not going to have a hard time finding a, finding a good man. 
Exactly, and it's unfortunate because they just don't understand that it takes a certain woman to put a man into that state of mind, that frame of mind to want to spend what that doesn't just come from whatever you know what I mean that doesn't you don't just that doesn't come out of nowhere. It takes a certain well, you got to put us in that mindset. You got to do certain things to make us want to genuinely spend money on you without the thought or the expectation of sex. See, there's there's a difference. There's a man spending, like, I'll spend money on my wife just because. It's not, oh, I'm not, yeah, I'm trying to hit, so let me spend it. You know, like, that's crazy. Nobody thinks like that about their wife. But you think that way about women who make it seem like they're all about the money. And you can't you can't do that, ladies. So so just um and it's funny the irony is that even with that 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 frame of mind, they end up having the bad attitudes in the midst of it. Those are the ones who, you know, will still cuss you out or will get an attitude if they don't get their way, or still will be playing the games and you know you text them they don't they don't text back for a couple hours later you know trying to make you jealous and make you think that they're talking to other people. I mean it's just it's just absolute foolishness. So um. Trust me, ladies. A lot of the behavior that you are experiencing out here, if you if you can experience, if you can relate, comes from the attitude, or comes from that high maintenance mentality. Because here's the thing: when we think about high maintenance, again, all men are looking for wives. So if we're looking for a wife, we're going to look at the total package. Obviously, we're going to look at your appearance. We're going to look at your looks your body, your eating habits, things like that. We're going to, you know, do that. We're going to look at a number of things, emotional availability. But we're also going to take a very long look at, well, you know, what's your lifestyle like? You know, do you have to get your $300, $400 hair done, hairstyles done every two weeks? I mean, this is stuff that, you know, nobody wants to deal with in, in a marriage. You know, I mean... These are things like, okay, do you have a problem spending your own money? What are the bills going to be like? Who's going to pay what? A lot of women, it's not, you know, oh, I pay for everything. If that's how it is in the dating stage, well, why would I think that the marriage would be any different? I'm just asking. I mean, James, is that something that goes through your mind when you're dating? Like, okay, how would it be within the context of a marriage? Absolutely, man. I think about that all the time, you know, and even watching, even looking at some of my, um, you know, some of my closer friends that are that are married now and that the process that, the process that they went through, man, I, you know, I, I wonder what is this, you know, when I'm when I'm with a woman, it's just not, just not dating, I'm just not with her just for the heck of it. I'm looking at, like you said, I'm looking at um, what what is she going to be like 10 years from now? Is she still going to... Is she still going to be spending the money that spending the money the way that she's spending money now? Is she is she going to be one of those women that's going to constantly be in need of new things all the time? Is she going to be a woman that's going to be content with you know with some of the things that she has, or is she going to be a woman that's going to constantly bicker and complain when she doesn't have what she wants? You know, and that's something that's something I think about a lot because I don't want to be with a woman for the next thirty years. That I'm constantly having to worry about, you know, um, you know, constantly having to worry about if if I don't meet her needs, is she gonna is she gonna leave? Is she gonna change on me? Is she going to do this or is she gonna do that just because she's not getting every single thing that she wants? You know, and that's not something that I, I want to be bothered with, man. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny. Nobody wants to be bothered with that stuff. You know, I mean, we will, you know, I'll be honest, these men will have sex with you, but outside of that, it's not, you know, a lot of women wonder, like, well, why is he not proposing? He's afraid of commitment. No, it's not that at all. It's not that he's afraid. He's just identified you as the type of woman who would not make his ideal wife. You know, I don't have to deal with that, you know, with my wife. I'm not, it's not a... Uh, a money, you know, uh, battle or, you know what I mean, financial struggle. It's just like, yo, you, you know, you get what you want, I get what I want, you know, but it's not excessive. You know, now sometimes, yeah, we splurge, I splurge, you know, I'll allow her to splurge or whatever like that, but, I mean, it's not like arguments, like, you know what I'm saying? That's not that's not how it goes. Um, so, yeah, Lewis, any thoughts on that, man? I think you you gave a great analogy um, on many shows in the past about the job interview. It's almost like I'm sitting down, I'm on one end of the desk, and the woman's on the other, and I'm saying to myself, now, why would I want to spend the rest of my life with you? You know, because like you said, you know, this is this is a lifelong commitment here. You know, and, and you learn one thing about the dating stage is you learn how life is going to be with this person. You know, and I, if I if I if this person has a certain lifestyle and I feel like it, I have to maintain it, maintain it until the stress and got to get them this, and, and and you know they don't care about um, you know the budget, the household budget, and all of that. Well, what's going to happen if I lose my job? You know, then what's going to happen then? You know, I, I doubt if she's going to have my back. So it's like you fellas were saying. You know, we just keep we. Man, we we keep an eye on those kind of things. And if you're kind of woman that has to have that kind of lifestyle and it, it just defines who you are, we're not going to want to be bothered. Like they don't understand about his wife. You know, we have no problems at all um, with you doing nice things for yourself. We have no problems doing nice things for you when you're that kind of woman. But when you're the kind of woman that demands it, then we're not going to want to be bothered. It's a complete turn off. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's how it goes. Let's uh, let's keep moving. I want to tell you a couple of stories. I told y'all, um, you know, last night that I had some stories to tell y'all. Now, y'all tell me what you think about this story. I'm dealing with this young woman, right? All right. Now, this is a young woman who, you know, works just like I worked, you know, had a very good job, made it, you know, a good, uh, good salary. We're chilling, and, and, you know, she's like, we're going somewhere. I forget. I think we're going back to my house. She was like, oh, I'm hungry. Did you want to get something to eat? I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not really hungry, but, you know, you, you know we can grab some. So, I'm like, what'd you want? She's like, I want a hoagie. I was like, okay, cool. So uh, we're driving around trying to. She's like, well, we're in my neighborhood. She's like, well, who has good hoagies? I said, well, um, I don't really eat hoagies all like that, but I mean, we can go here, go to the spot. So she's like, all right, cool. So we go in there, you know, uh, orders whatever she wants. Orders this big, like, twelve foot, you know, or uh, twelve inch uh, hoagie, uh, you know, crazy, crazy, huge size. And so, um, so she orders the hoagie. She orders like the drinks. I mean, this is no big deal. I mean, I think it probably came to like maybe seventeen, eighteen dollars. Um, and so I was like, okay. So uh, she's like, yo, do you have any? Um, she's like, she's like, he was like, oh yeah, eighteen dollars. So I'm just, I'm chilling. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't, I didn't get anything. And so she's like, oh, do you have any cash on you? I'm like, uh, she, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry, no, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. She tried to use her debit. She reached in her purse and she got her debit card. And the guy was like, oh, no, cash only. That's what I want to be fair. And she's like, oh, shoot, do you have any cash? 
I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, I got some cash. Cause it was no big deal. She didn't have any cash on it. She was going to pay with a debit. So I gave her the, uh, you know, I gave a guy a 20. And so, uh, and, I, and she, what did she say? She was like, I was like, oh, did, and we were going back to the car. And here's the thing. I'm like, oh, did you did you want to hit the Mac machine? I mean, you know, like, there's a Mac right there. And she was like, oh. She was like, why? I'm just looking like, oh, I'm like, I'm just, oh, I thought you did, you didn't have any cash. I thought you were just going to, you know, you were just going to, you know, you need the money until you went to the Mac machine or whatever. And so long story short, she, it, listen, if she just asked me for the money, I wouldn't have had a problem with that. But it was the fact that she was trying to be, it's like she looked, you should have seen the look in her eyes when she saw the Mac machine. She had no intention of paying that 20 back. It was just like, oh, okay, thanks a lot. I'm not into that. I, I, mean, you, I mean, you guys may, you know, comment, post in the group what you guys think. But to me, that seemed like she was being a little uh, manipulative. What do you think, Lewis? Was I tripping or what do you think? No, you weren't tripping. You know, she had no intention of, of of paying that money. No, if I see something like that, I'm, I'm thinking the same way as you. That's, that's definitely not going to work. Uh-uh. <laughs> These women are funny out here. So, I mean, it was just, it's like those types of things that, you know, really define a great woman. Great women are not into, you know, the going over the top, you know, high maintenance. It's like, yo, you can just, you could go with whatever. Like my wife, she she's cool, whatever. She'll shop at Target. She'll shop at wherever. It doesn't matter if she sees something nice. It's not like it has to be name brand. There's nothing wrong with having nice things. But the question is, is that who you are? Do they define you? You know what I mean? Great women can shop. I just posted online. Great women have no problem shopping at Target. Women who shop at Target are sexy. That's what's most attractive to us. James, what do you think about that situation? Man, they don't. And I, I probably would have responded the same way that um, you have. I remember you said something a while back. And you said you said no, no man wants to feel like he's been played. And um, the worst thing you know these ladies out here can do when they're on a date with a man is, is the worst thing they can possibly do is do something to make him feel as if you know he can't trust you. Or um, doing something to make him feel as if you're trying to manipulate him. That's the quickest way to lose respect. And, you know, it's sad that so many ladies out here are doing that, you know, and they're ruining a potentially great relationship all because they don't want to be truthful, all because they want to play games, all because they're trying to take advantage of somebody, um, you know. And I, I do think if the, if the female had been honest and open with you and just say, you know what, you know, can you help me out on this? Can you help me with this? Can you ain't get this for me? I think you know your 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 whole mindset towards her would have would have not would have been you know would have been different than it is now, but like I said earlier, man, there's a lot of women out here that are all all about trying to get a free meal, um, all about trying to get something out of a man, you know, and you know all they have to do is just chill out and relax and 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 just you know just you know try not to take it overboard, just you know just enjoy some of the simple things and. You know, when you hook up with the right man, he's going to want to spend money on you. If you're the right woman, you won't have to worry about that because he's going to want to give you the best things, you know. That's the key. <clears throat> That's the key is being with a man who wants you to have the best. Remember a couple of years ago, my wife and I were, I was in New York getting a new car. And, um, you know, I remember somehow with the numbers, you know, we, we decided, well, you know what, hey, let's get you a new car, too. Let's go ahead and upgrade your car. And I just said, I said, well, look, what what car do you want? I said, get whatever car you want. 
you know, and now she drives the car that she wanted, wants to drive. You know what I'm saying? And that, But it takes a certain type of woman to put you into that mindset. If you're not that woman, that's when the penny pension comes and, you know, the arguments. They say that uh, the people argue, couples argue and break up over sex and money. And I say that's not true. It's not the sex and the money that's the problem. It's the, the fact that people can't communicate effectively about sex and money. And so that's really what it what it comes down to. Um, so so there's that. Um, what else, man? There's <laughs> a lot to this stuff. There's a lot to um, to to dating. Dating. They say they call it the dating game, and that's really what it is. And that's what, or I should say, that's what it's become. Um, and because it's become that, we're seeing a lot fewer people getting married. We're seeing a lot more games being played. We're seeing a lot more uh, disingenuous behavior on both sides. Because what's happening is um, these men are not happy with what they're seeing, and the, you know these women are not happy with how they're being treated, and so both people are they have this guard up, they have this wall up, so really neither party is able to effectively get to know who that person truly is, you know, and it's it's just really um, it's unfortunate. Matter of fact, if we could for a second, I think it would be a good idea. We're talking a lot about tonight what we don't want. Why don't we real quick, man, just in regards to a great woman, Lewis, uh, James, what is your definition of a great woman? Like what what would, like if you guys are both, obviously both single now, you're looking for wives, describe that perfect wife for the listeners right now. What exactly are you looking for? We know what you're not looking for, but what are you looking for? Start with you, James. You know, man, one of the, one of the rare qualities that I see out here, you know, as a single man is uh, humility. And I think a lot of women, they take their humility as a word that means, you know what, I'm, I'm, the man is, is, is wanting to run over me. But a woman that's truly humble is something that, you know, that attracts me, a woman that knows when to open her mouth up and knows when not to, you know, when to close it up. She knows when to say it and how to say it. It's absolutely attractive to me. A woman that's simple, you know, I don't need a woman that's overly sophisticated, overly difficult. I just want a woman that's simple, a woman that I... That I can bring around my family, a woman that I can bring around my friends, a woman that I could bring around my coworkers, a woman that's flexible, you know, someone that's open to what you know, that's open to the things that I like. You know what I'm saying? I have no no problem, no problem treating the right lady chivalrously. I have no problem doing everything I can to please the right lady. But there's very few women out here that you know, just going on the humble piece. There's very few women out here that have that humble. Mentality, man. It's a lot of selfish women out here. I don't mean to bash, but it's the absolute truth, man. You're right. You're right. I mean, ladies, listen to what he just said. That everything that he wants in a wife. I mean, that the humility, the the personality, the 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 giving spirit. You know, not being selfish. These are the things that really matter. Notice that he did not say he's he's waiting for that freaking bed to make his toes curl. That's not what, you know what I'm saying, that's not what people are looking for in a wife. You know, nobody says anything about, you know, a, a, what is it, a lady in the streets, a freak in the streets. I mean, it's funny, I hear women say that. And I'm like, well, who told you that? Where did you get that from? They're like, well, I don't know, I think I heard my girlfriend. So he said, exactly. You don't hear godly men talking about some, I want a freak in the sheets. You know what I mean? No, like, nobody says that. These are secular conversations with worldly people. You know what I mean? So that's get that out of your mind. That it's not about that. It's about, you know, quality. Uh, Lewis, what about you, man? What uh 
What what exactly do you look for in a wife? <laughs> Freaking sheets. You you're right. I'm not looking for no foolishness like that. Um, James definitely touched on a lot of things. I mean, I want a woman that first I want a woman that has a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, I want a woman that's that's humble, down to earth. A woman that's real. You know, a woman that like you were saying about you and your wife going to Wendy's and she walking around. You know, pouting all night because y'all went to Wendy's and all that foolishness. I want a woman that's that's real, a woman that's down to earth, a woman that I can just be real and have fun with, um, a woman that knows how to communicate. Like James was saying, a simple woman. You know, I want a thoughtful woman. You know, a woman, sometimes, you know, like we were saying earlier, uh, we want to go all out for a woman when we know her heart is right. You know, I want to go all out for a woman that's simple. You know, I told you, you know, that I was doing Applebee's and all that, but, you know, a lot of women didn't even make it that far to even get to the more expensive restaurants. But you want to do nice things with someone like that. But I want the kind of woman that at times when she sees me, she's not just sitting up there absorbing it like a sponge. She might say, hey, you know, what about you? Or, or, or what are you feeling tonight? Or let me let me make you dinner tonight. You know, you know, we, we've been out the last two nights. Let me do something nice for you. That's the kind of woman I'm looking for. And also a woman with a good sense of humor. You know, not a woman that's uptight. A woman knows, just knows how to laugh. And definitely, Dayton, you're getting me going here. Can't wait. <laughs> hey, you, see, you see how excited these guys get about the thought of finding love? That's what real men, that's what godly men are interested in. They're in you know what I'm saying? They, they are not afraid of commitment. In fact, nobody is afraid of commitment, you know, per se. No, nobody's afraid. You know, if anything, it's they're afraid of committing to the wrong person, the wrong woman. Nobody's afraid. Nobody has issues with commitment. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just being honest with you guys. You, and it's, he just doesn't want to be with you. We talked last night about some of the real reasons why men are not committing to certain women, but you know, and it has a lot to do with those things. So never get too caught up about, um, you know, oh no, he's a, he just wants to be a bachelor. He wants to be a player. No, that's that's just, I, people thought that about me at one point. You know, that people thought that about me. I mean, certain women did. My wife never thought that. You know, but it's just a matter of. Who? How does that man see you? We get this show. Overall, gives you a blueprint about how to position yourself to be viewed as someone's future wife. All you got to do. Every topic we talk about, every single night. I don't care what you see on Facebook. What what the topic is. Every show is going to give you a blueprint in some way on how to be found by the man that God has for you. And if, if you listen and if you just do these things, you listen, you don't debate, you just do what we say, you will be good. You will be found. That's it. Because these men are they're anxiously looking for a wife. They can't wait. You know, a lot of women say, well, what about, I mean, you know, there, there seem like too many thugs out there. Yeah, there's some thugs out there, and there are some hoes out there too. But the great men of the world are going to find the virtuous women of the world, and they're going to be, uh, and they're going to, you know, live happily ever after. So there's that. Um, if I, and I'll tell you, just in a nutshell, what I look for. You know, we heard from Lewis, we heard from James. You know, and it's really the same thing these guys were talking about. It's really, um, on a large scale, someone who's cool, someone who we could go out, have a night on the town with, 
or we could just chill, you know, watch a movie. You know, somebody we can I can go out to the most expensive restaurant in the city with or like I said earlier, sneak some uh sneak some teriyaki chicken, sneak the whole platter in a big old uh pocketbook. You know, I you get the the the, the platters, I carry the uh, the drinks, sneak them in my in my coat. Whatever it is, just be cool. You know, if I have a taste for some nuggets, if I have a taste for McDonald's, not being stuck up and having an issue with that. You know, or just, I mean, whatever it is. If I feel like going shopping and buying you something and, you know, same thing like Lewis said, you, hey, what about you? You can go ahead and get this. You know, me and my wife will go out sometimes and we'll, you know, we'll have a big old shopping spree. Get the baby something, get her something, get me something. Everybody have a good old time. So it's just, really, you know, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, being cool. I cannot stress enough just being cool, you know, not getting. Forget how you are when everything is good. How are you when things are bad? I know how you are when we're getting along, but what what happens when we're not getting along? Do you go days without speaking, hours without speaking, or do you have a problem or do you, are you okay with just uh just talking about some stuff, talking it out, apologizing? How are you with that? So these are things that all need to be taken into uh, into consideration. I want to do a, a couple of Ask Down advice questions, and we're going to wrap it up a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, this evening we were, we were here to almost midnight last night, but I just wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about just what what high maintenance looks like. And I'll tell you another quick story before we do that advice question. A couple more um, <laughs> interesting story. This young woman, ironically, remember the story I told y'all last night about the the girl who called me frail. That whole situation, very y'all, y'all had jokes this morning about that. Uh, same woman, we made up, we went back out again. This is a young woman, interesting. I don't know what her problem was, but we went to the movies, all right? And we went to the movies, and on the way to the movies, she had, we. I said some. she had an attitude, and she was walking behind me. You know, like you when you're walking with somebody in a public place, you like them to kind of walk beside you. It was like she was purposely walking slow and like at least two, three feet behind me. I'm like, yo, you, you okay? Like, why are you walking so slow? She's like, I'm just walking. I said, okay. I said, do you have a problem, like an attitude or something? I mean, like, why are you walking? She's like, no, I'm just walking. I said, well, can you walk up a little bit? I mean, like, I'm try- I like to walk with you. I mean, it's, you know, we're in public. It's kind of awkward, kind of weird. You know what I mean? She's like, no, I'm just walking. So we get in there. Get inside the theater, she sits there. I'm like, what's up? You good? You want something to eat or anything? She said, no, I'm okay. She just like had an attitude. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, and I and I'm not into that that no speaking stuff. Like I'm I don't I don't play that man. Like I, I'd rather just go home. So I was like, yo, I mean, if you gonna have an attitude, we might as well leave. So she just gets up. Now all of a sudden, before she was walking, so she just starts walking. She's like, all right, fine, come on, let's go. So she's just walking, walking super fast. And I'm like, yo, like, so I get up. She's walking like super fast down the street. I'm like, yo, calling her name. Like, you just gonna keep walking? I'm like, yo, come here. She's like walking, walking, walking super fast. I'm like, so you you just not gonna talk? You just gonna keep walking? I'm like, all right. So I went to my car. You know, I'm not gonna sit there and chase you. You know what I mean? So I went to my car. I sat in the car for about ten minutes because I, you know, I didn't want to leave her, right? But I'm thinking, all right, she'll lose the attitude, eventually make her way back to the car. Chick never comes back to the car. After about 10 minutes, I pull off. I'm out. So um, long story. And her car was at my place, at my apartment where I was living at the time. So this chick, I go home. 
I chill. Like, she comes back, gets her car, rolls out, never says anything to me. James, what do you think happened with that young woman? You know what I mean? First of all, what do you think about that situation? And tell me what you think happened. Man, that's that's absolutely a childish, sounds like an absolute childish woman uh, to me, man. I, I just, I'm, I'm like you, man. I have zero tolerance for that for that type of behavior. You know, you're a grown woman. If something is on your mind, you need to share that. You know, you you don't need to act crazy like that and try to punish the man or make the man feel bad because of, you know, whatever happened, whatever situation happened. You know, you need to open your mouth up like a grown woman is supposed to open her mouth up and, you know, let let, let me know what's going on there. But, um, you know, what as far as what happened in that situation, uh, man, you know, learning from you, man, it, it totally depends on the stage you're in, man. If, if, you, if you're in the stage where I'm at, um, where I'm at right now, man, I, I would have, she would have, she would never got a phone call again, man. It would have been over. But I'm going to let you go ahead and tell what I, I'm pretty sure I know happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tell you something, man. It, very, what James said is very true. I mean, very childish, very, very immature, and it was just, it was weird because I was in a stage where I was not where I am at now. <laughs> Wasn't at the stage where James is at now, or even Lewis is at now. I was at a whole different stage, and she was in in a very familiar stage because we were both young. You know, at that time she was maybe, I was like 25. And she was probably like 23 at that time, and it's it's unfortunate because so many women, just like men, go through stages. And if you guys get some time, listen to the archives of that show, the three stages that men go through. In fact, if somebody could post that in the group, that'd be great because that's a that's really a classic show. It was a classic barbershop talk Tuesdays. It was like me, Gerald, Dre. Um, maybe somebody else on there, and just really talking about not only the three stages that men go through, but also the stages that women go through as well. Because, see, a lot of times what women don't realize is um, that the, the ages from 18 to 21 are, like, usually wilding out. That's the wilding out phase. A lot of sex goes on. A lot of just hoish behavior goes on between the ages of 18 and 23, those college years, because you're usually living a sheltered lifestyle, you know, or back in the day you were at least. Now it's just whatever. But back in the day it was like, you know, depending on the situation. You know, you didn't really, your parents weren't letting you out or whatever. You go away to college, you live on your own. It's just buck wild. Uh, from And so that's just how it is all throughout college a lot of times. Towards the end of that, you usually get a boyfriend who you, you know, commit to that spills over until after college, your first real, you know, love, if you will, that usually ends with being cheated on, getting your heart broken because of the emotional unavailability accumulated throughout those first few years of 18 to 22 or 3. So a lot of times what happens is that from 23 to, say, 27, there's that F-love mentality. There's like, oh, the hell with men. I'm just going to do me. I'm just going to kind of live life and have sex and, you know, close my heart off with love. I'm going to play games, and I'm not going to be vulnerable like I was at 22. And that's usually what we see out here all throughout the 20s. And she fell right into that, right right into that uh, category. Right at 23, she was like the ultimate game player, had the ultimate emotional wall up. And wanted men to chase her. Like, see, the problem is a lot of men would have chased her down that street, calling her name, 
you know, some may be even gripping her up and, you know, forcing her into the car. But, see, she she didn't really, she wasn't used to dealing with a man like me, which is why we butted heads so much, because um, I wasn't the one for, for the BS. You know, I, I just as soon pull off, which is exactly what I did. You know what I mean? So, uh, so, so there's, so I'm just, and then so at 27, you know, from like 23 to 27, 28, then it's like that, that clock starts ticking. You start being aware of your age. It's like, whoa, I'm out here like having all this fun or living this life, but I'm about to be 30 in a couple of years. You know, kind of like Kim Kardashian. If you look at her situation, you notice, you know, even Beyonce, you know, that whole, you know, look at when they started really settling down or trying to settle down and have a baby right around the, when they were knocking on the door of uh, 30. They left that party lifestyle alone, that hoish lifestyle alone. And so um, it's kind of like one of those things where I would advise you, you don't have to play those games. You don't have to go through five to six years from 23. Those are the best years of your life. Why why waste them, you know, in the club? Why waste them playing games, you know, having an attitude when in reality that's those are years that you could be getting married. You know, you can be falling in love. You don't. You are approaching the nice guys who, who, are, who are looking for wives. You know, if you're 23, you're probably meeting the 27-year-old professionals, 26-year-old professionals who are looking for love, maybe even 29, 30-year-olds who are looking for love. Why not get started then? You're not missing out on anything. You know, all that high-maintenance stuff, you, you know, put that out the window. Get started early. Don't wait until we did a show uh, several uh, what several months ago on how to avoid being 40 and single, where we talked about women like the uh, Lisa Rays of the world, the the Kenya Moores, you know, and things like that. And you know, just don't you don't have to do that. You know, it's uh, it's unfortunate. Any um, Lewis, man, any thoughts on that on that that story I told though? Oh yeah, I mean, I've experienced that before. That that silent treatment, foolishness, um, you know. People get tired of that nonsense. I know I get tired of it. I don't want to be bothered with it. Because um, I, I had a situation one time with a with a woman that I was dating, and she kind of played a similar game. You know, we went, she was on some pouting over whatever, you know, just silent, just, you know, to herself. And we went to Blockbuster to rent a movie. Now, here I was trying to take her, because I mean, we went and rented a movie before, and I, here I was trying to just, you know, do something nice, you know, rent a movie, Chinese takeout, uh, and she was just kind of lingering behind, just not wanting to participate. And and what ended up happening is because she was acting like that, I ended up renting a movie because I kept saying, okay, you see this, you see this. I ended up wasting my money renting a movie she already seen because she just didn't want to participate. So I definitely understand what you're saying, and people don't I mean – Ladies, we don't want to be bothered with that foolishness, you know, and all that drama. I mean, now all that kind of drama is just going to end, end up, get you end up in one or two places, as Daydon's already said, masked off, or depending on what stage the guy is in, you just get left behind. Right, right, left behind. Kurt <laughs> Cameron style, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, ladies, stop it. Stop with the attitude. Stop with the games. That silent treatment is crazy. It's, listen, a lot of y'all don't realize that's probably the worst thing you can do. Like that that silent treatment, you know, that attitude, you know, like where somebody asks you specifically like, yo, well, like what's wrong? And you just say, oh, nothing, nothing's wrong. Well, <laughs> that that will get you left. That will get you cheated on. 
that will get you smashed off on a Friday night and then just never called ever again. I mean, I'm just telling y'all that's it doesn't do anything positive for you. In fact, it, it totally because if we see you like that in the dating stage, immediately we're going to think, well, that's what we're going what we are going to have to deal with for the rest of our lives, and that's just not a good look. One last thing that I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, a lot of you guys watch Love and Hip Hop. Uh, there was a situation on there that we were talking about in the group about paternity. I just wanted to talk about that briefly. Um, uh, was it Kirk and uh, Rashida's uh, marriage that they have? And now, 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 James, we'll start with you, man. Are you now? Do you watch that show? Are you familiar with that situation with with her being pregnant and him uh, asking for a, a paternity test? Uh, you know what, Zaydan? Um, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to uh, to watch the show. To watch the show, it sounds like a you know very interesting um, situation there. So I'm looking forward to hearing your insight. Yeah, no, you're not missing too much, man. <laughs> you know, you're really not. Uh, Lewis, what about you? I I wouldn't be surprised if you've never seen it, man. It's just a. I mean, it's it's it's, it's foolishness. I'm in the same boat. Oh, I mean, I'm in the same you. boat with Jake. I, I haven't been keeping up with it, but I am interested to hear what you have to say about it because um, it already sounds like something's about to go down. Well, here's the thing, it, like I haven't even, I, honestly, I haven't even seen the episode to be honest with y'all. But I'm familiar with those two, uh, their those two characters, their situation, um, and I, I'm familiar with you know what happened, and I saw the, the you know the comments about it. Basically, if you guys aren't familiar with the show. There's a, a interesting situation going on with the two characters, Rashida and, and Kirk, where they have been married. They've been going through some issues, some financial issues, some relationship issues. Um, just they're not seeing eye to eyes. Career, you know, he's managing her career, and it's just not really going well. And so she all of a sudden is pregnant. And, you know, it's just he. It, it's not the right time for him. She felt like she wanted a baby, and so she wants to have the baby. He wanted her to have an abortion. So I really want to just have a brief discussion tonight on two things. Um, the issue came up about, first of all, should she or should she not have the abortion? Uh, but then also, well, if she's going to have the baby, well, whose baby is it? Do you guys feel like, and I want to ask the fellas, do you feel like in those situations where the man I guess has doubts or has some uncertainty. Is it okay for him to ask, or just a man in general to ask for a paternity test, or to question his wife's, you know, uh, fidelity? Uh, James, how do you feel about that? Man, I would, I would, I think that's an absolute nightmare for a man to even have have the, have that those questions in his mind to even question the faithfulness of his wife. Man, I don't know the background of a. Of a man and a woman, man, but that's just to me. That's just a, that's that's the worst thing possible that can happen. Um, does he have the right to ask her? Of course he does. It, you know, it's the woman that he's supposed to be spending the rest of his life with. And so, you know, who's to say that um, if he doesn't suspect something? You know, who's to say he's not? Uh, he he, you know, he's wrong for for asking her those questions. So let me ask you. So would you, uh, if that was your wife, if that was your wife, would you? Ask for a paternity test if you had doubts. Ah uh, man, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be with a woman. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't even be with a woman like that if I had doubts, man. Right. 
That's that's where I'm coming from with it. I'm glad you said that because, it, yeah, it's it's an unfortunate situation. I hope nobody has to deal with that. Uh, Lewis, what about you though? How do you feel about just in just generally speaking? You know, should a man have the right? You know, or is it okay to ask for a paternity test if you have doubts? Well, they don't. Yeah, I'm kind of like James on this. As far as personally, um, me, you know, I, I wouldn't want to even be bothered. If I have to ask a woman for a paternity test or the even the consideration of an abortion is on the table, you know, that that's not the kind of woman, you know, that I want to be dealing with. But just, you know, to answer your question with men just in general, you know, I'm talking about me specifically, um, and he's married to this woman, Wow, I mean to ask her for paternity tests is is pretty much saying, hey, you know, I don't, I don't trust that you've been faithful. So if if a man opens that up like that, then that's going to be, have to be a whole lot of communication going on because if if he asks her for that, then he's pretty much saying, I don't believe you've been faithful. So I mean to say, yeah, I mean I'd say he has that right, but if he if he does it, then he has to be ready to. To deal with the fallout um, that's going to come from asking her that question, right? And that's absolutely. And this is what I said. I'm looking at the debate right now from uh, last night. A lot of people were talking about the. the I agree with exactly what Lewis just said, and exactly the last thing that James said as well. If it comes down to the fact that I have to ask that question, I don't even. I'm not even going to be with you. So I think that as a man, just generally speaking, if you're going to ask that question, you have to be prepared to leave. Now, yes, if I have made the decision to leave be, or I have come to the conclusion that I do not trust you, okay, I don't trust you, I feel like you're a liar, I feel like you're a cheater, okay, well then, yeah, I'm going to ask for a paternity test, and then I'm going to end the relationship. You see how that works? That's how it goes because I can't be with you. So, yeah, if I'm going to end up, if it's going to be a situation of me handling my business as a uh as a father, you know, if it's my, we're not going to be together, but if it's my, I'm going to want to know if that's my child. So, yeah, I'm going to ask for a paternity test, but the, the the marriage is over. The relationship is over because you can't have a relationship with someone who you don't trust. See, I think that's what the, where they're going wrong. They They have established there's no trust there. But they're still together. They're not saying, okay, well, we don't even need to be together. They're trying to work something out. And I think that what a lot of people do is they put too much stock in, you know, oh, I don't want to get divorced. I don't want to get divorced. I don't want to get divorced. But what about the people who shouldn't have got married in the first place? See, that's where I think the problem is. People are getting married to people who are not the person that God has for them, but then they're like all of a sudden so against divorce. Yes, God is against divorce, but he's also against marrying people who you're not meant to be with. So I think that, you know, you've got to really do what's best for yourselves and, and really um, think about and, and really take marriage seriously. St- stop getting married for the wrong reason. Stop um, getting married without trust and stop ignoring certain things that should not be ignored within the context of a uh, of a relationship. So which leads me to my next question, just abortion in general. And I got I know Lewis, I've been putting you to work, man, but I need you to post this one as well, man. Abortion. I did a classic show a couple of years ago on abortion in the black community where we talked about all those statistics that uh specifically with black women, you know, having more abortions in the history of the world than any other race ever. 
just more abortions, like crazy numbers of abortions, Six, 16 million abortions since like 1976, something like ridiculous. And I think that uh, that's, the, that's the leading cause of death in the black community is abortion. It's not murder. It's not cancer. It's well, it is murder. You know what I mean? It's abortion. And um, so, which you know, the question is, James, man, abortion in general. If you does, does a woman have the right to? Does she have to tell a man? Is she obligated to tell a man one that she's even pregnant to begin with, and then two that she's planning on having a uh, abortion? I uh, you know what, man, I. Uh... Number one, I, I really, you know, I'm, I'm not for abortion. I'm, I'm against abortion, man. And, and it really shocked me. I actually was listening to that show that you did on the topic, man. And, and I remember you making a, you making some type of statistic where you were saying there were uh, 40, 40 million, 50 million uh, babies that have been aborted over the past 20 or 30 years, man. And it shocked me that, you know, um, the majority of those abortions came from African-American women. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm not. So I'm just saying, man. Let's be. Let's keep it 100% real here. So if you, this obviously you're not in that stage now. But let's just say you you had sex with somebody, a baby was conceived. Uh, you knew you didn't want to be with this woman. Would you want her to uh, have an abortion? Man, that's that's a tough question, man. Um, as a Christian man, uh, I would probably. I'm 99% sure I would keep the baby, man. But um, as somebody that really didn't have a relationship with Christ, man, I probably. I probably would have went ahead and saw the abortion through, man. All right, all right absolutely. I, I, I hear you, man. It's it's crazy. It's a uh, a tough place to be in, Lewis, man. What about you? Let's just obviously, hopefully, you would never find yourself in a situation like that. But if you did, what would you do? Well, if it was me personally, I would I would want to know about the child, and I definitely wouldn't want her to get an abortion. But you know, if I was somebody, and if I was just, I'll just, I won't say the average man, but just, just wasn't really trying to have, trying to have a family, trying to uh, be married to this woman. You know, I probably wouldn't want to know anything about the child, you know, and and didn't really care. But as far as the woman goes, um, and whether or not she should tell him. Uh, I think that she, if, if, you know, she had sex with this guy and she finds out she's pregnant, I think that, I mean, she's not obligated to say anything, but I think that she can say something to him because let, just let him know, hey, this is what's going on, um, because just in case you want to pursue child support and all that. But as far as whether or not she has the right to get an abortion or not, well, the child doesn't get a say. So I think that if she doesn't want to keep the child, then she needs to go ahead and keep that child, and then she can put that child up for the for adoption because the child didn't have to be born in this world, and it's not right to snuff that child's life out because you want to live an irresponsible lifestyle. So, I mean, I know it's not my body, and it's easy for me to hit, sit here and say this, but, you know, the child just doesn't have a say. But I think that she she should tell him. I mean, and if you don't want to be bothered, fine, but she can let him know, you know, what's going on. Right. Yeah, and I think that's 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 only right. You know, these men should not be left out in the dark. I mean, obviously it's a woman's uh, body. It's it's ultimately her choice as to what she does with her body. But I believe that, you know, you, you know, these men have a right to know, at least know, at least tell them, at least be honest and say, hey, look, you, you know, you're now a father. Congratulations. You know, now if, whether or not you choose to keep him around or, you know, use him for financial support or things like that, I mean, that's up to you. But, I mean, at least... 
give him the right to um, to make that decision for himself as to um, you know how he would like to proceed. Um, so that's that. That's really what all we really wanted to talk about tonight. Like I said, we're gonna get ready to wrap it up, man. I appreciate you guys for being here with us, um, James, Lewis. I appreciate you guys as well, man. Lewis, I know you always have some good words of wisdom for the uh, for the people to uh, close us out with. Well, I'll just say that I'm, you know, I'm, thank you for inviting me uh, back to the show, and as I enjoy, you know, chatting with you fellas about this subject. And ladies, you know, I hope that you know you learned something tonight that, you know give you more of an idea of, of what men looking for wives, what what we're looking for. You know, we're not looking for all that uh that high maintenance high maintenance attitude. We're looking for women and just as was said on the show last night, first and foremost we're looking for women who have a relationship with Christ because if you really have a relationship with Christ then all these other things are gonna fall into place. Um your attitude, you know, your outlook, uh not making money the most important thing or or not feeling like you got to be the center of attention. I know we didn't talk too much about it um, tonight as far as Facebook, but I, I thought about that uh, previous shows on Facebook where we talked about the, the kind of women that feels like that they need to post pictures and get attention from men. So, ladies, just first and foremost, you need to, you know, work on your relationship with Jesus Christ because that's going to be the foundation. And then just get all that, that foolishness out of your mind. You know, we men, we're looking for we're looking for good women out there. I mean, we really are. It's, it's few and far between, and it's getting worse and worse and worse and harder and harder to find. We, hey, hey, we're looking for you. So just be that kind of woman that we will want to make a commitment to, that we will want to sneak uh, things in the movies with and just enjoy and just be down to earth. That's it. That's it. I mean, I can't say anything more. I mean, James, what words of wisdom would you have? But, I mean, Lewis really summed up what we're looking for. These men are not content. These men are, I don't think, Lewis clearly is not happily single. James is not happily single. No man out here is happily single. It's an oxymoron. We're looking for wives. We're looking for love. And um, that's just what it is, ladies. And, and you have to have this, the same type of mentality if you if you hope if you hope to be uh, be found. Uh, James, what last thoughts do you have? Uh, great comments, fellas, Daydon. I appreciate you for inviting me on the show. Um, Daydon, man, I, I, I just can't even begin to describe to you the level of excitement that I have and the level of expectation I have for, you know, uh, meeting my wife, man. I so look forward to spending time with a woman that has differentiated herself from all the rest, man. Um, and so, I, you know, I just encourage the ladies uh, one quote that you, I remember you said when I first started listening to you, you said, if you want something you've never had before, you've got to do something that you've never done before. And so, ladies, um, you know, don't, you know, don't push off the process for becoming emotionally unavailable, emotionally available. Don't push that off. Don't push the process off. Go ahead and, and, and you know, call Daydon, call Courtney. Go ahead and get the help that you need so that you can get on the path to becoming, uh, you know, emotionally available and becoming the type of woman that, that, you know, men like myself, men like Lewis, men like Marv, and many others are praying for, you know, and we're, we're awaiting, you know, waiting for the opportunity and a chance to meet. That's it right there. Well, I, look, guys, I appreciate you for being here, Marv, Lewis. I'm sorry, James and uh, uh, Lewis, you, you guys have really been great. You're definitely a blessing to uh, to the ladies and even an inspiration to the younger brothers out here who listen in, who are looking to do right, 
um, and treat women right and, and live their lives in a manner that is pleasing to God. So, you know, I just keep doing what you guys are doing, being an inspiration out here to uh, just the black community as a whole. Uh, and one thing I'll say is, you know, ladies, regardless what your upbringing was like, regardless of if your father was there or if he wasn't there. It's never okay. It's never a good idea to have that wall up, to have that guard up, and let that wall be manifested in the form of of that high-maintenance attitude, that stuck-up attitude, that, oh, you're going to chase me type of attitude. We've all had experiences with that. We can all relate, and it never turns out well for the ladies. See, because the thing is, we as men are going to end up okay. We're going to settle down eventually. I settled down eventually. You've heard the stories. Those women did not get married. Every single woman, every single story I tell you guys, these women are still single to this day. Okay? James has had the stories. Marv, Lewis, we've all experienced these same stories. And they will get married eventually. We won't be doing shows like this forever where they're just talking about searching for a wife. God will reward them with a wife. The question is, will it be... You know what I mean? Will, will will the same type of man have the same type of story um, about you? And so that's it, guys. Be, just listen to these shows, learn something, take something away from it, and make any necessary changes, and, um, you know, you'll be okay. Last but not least, if you guys have any uh, private needs that you want counseling, call me, 855-55-DATON. Email me, DATON, at trctoday.com. Go ahead and get your Don't Be a Psycho t-shirts. Pick up my my uh, novel, The Love We Had, which is on Amazon and all that good stuff. And um, and that's it, guys. I thank you all for listening. I'm going to be rebroadcasting a couple classic episodes over the next couple of nights, give you guys some catching up to do, But um, and it will probably come back live a little later in the week. So I thank you guys for listening. You guys have a good night. Peace.
Date on October coming. 